24th Psalm of Lament is Psalm 22, page 457 in your pew Bible. I'm going to begin by reading verses 22, 1 through 18, and make a few comments and sing, and we'll finish out the remainder of the psalm. Psalm 22, 1 through 18. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel, and you are fathers trusted. They trusted you, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not Put to shame, but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads, saying, He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. Psalm 22 has traditionally been understood as a messianic psalm, a psalm that uniquely points to Jesus. And in an ultimate sense, every psalm points to Jesus. Everything in all of creation points to Jesus, but some psalms are more uniquely and explicitly about Jesus. And Psalm 22 is one of those. Jesus calls out the words of verse 1 of this psalm as he is hanging on the cross. It's his famous cry of dereliction, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Christological focus is seen again in verses 7 and 8. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads, saying, He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. These are the words of those who stood around Jesus' cross, mocking him as he hung. And then in verse 16, we read, A company of evildoers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. Then again in verse 18, they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. 
Psalm 22 is a psalm that prefigures and gives voice to Christ's pain and suffering. And it stands in marked contrast to Psalm 2, another of the Messianic psalms. Listen to Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. But he who sits in the heavens laughs, and the Lord holds them in derision. He will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree... The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise and be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. In Psalm 2, the Messiah is triumphant, victorious. He is at the top of the cosmic food chain. He laughs in the face of calamity. Kings bow down to him. Rulers pay him homage. The poor and the oppressed come and take refuge in him. But here in Psalm 22... The Messiah is at the bottom of the cosmic food chain. He laments in the face of calamity. Kings mock him and rulers pierce him. He is not a refuge for the poor and the oppressed. He is the poor and the oppressed. And between Psalm 2 and Psalm 22, therein lies the great mystery and wonder of the Christian God. Because we do not just worship a Psalm 2 Savior who stands only at the top of the cosmic food chain. We also worship a Psalm 22 Savior who has condescended to the bottom of the cosmic food chain. A Savior who in love has allowed himself to be poured out like water, whose heart melted like wax and whose strength became dried out like a potsherd. A savior who allowed himself to be laid down to the dust of death. There are no easy answers for why the world is so full of suffering and tragedy. Not as though tragedy only just now struck. Tragedy has been striking far back as human memory goes. But we see it afresh in the horrors of war and even more so in the horrors of the unjust war that we see in Ukraine. We see it in the violent hatred of race against race the shooting that we saw in Buffalo. We see it in the profound and numbing suffering of children. We saw 
in Uvalde last week. And on one hand, it's simple enough and true enough to simply blame sin and evil human actions. True, but, but why those sins and why those evil actions? Couldn't, shouldn't God have done something? Theodicy is the branch of study in which theologians and philosophers attempt to explain or to defend the goodness of God in the presence of evil. And there are worthwhile and able theodicies, but theodicies are not the answers to life's suffering. Even the best theodicy trembles in the presence of a suffering child. We are not called to make logical sense of suffering. We are called to trust the one upon whom we have been cast from birth, the one who has been our God from the womb. We are called to know and to trust the one who holds all things, who can see the end from the beginning. He does not stand far off, safe and removed above us, pulling the strings that make the world move. He has entered into our veil of tears, and he has bled, and he has died. Because in order to heal our suffering, he had to take upon himself our suffering. In order to heal our violence, he had to fall prey to it. In order to free us from death, he had to enter into death. And he who knew no sin, the Apostle Paul tells us, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And it's because he has taken upon himself our suffering and risen victorious over it that we can cry with the words of the psalmist, with the words of Jesus, verses 19 through 21. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. He has not forsaken us. Somehow in ways that stretch beyond our human capacity to understand, the lamenting son of Psalm 22 is the Father's answer to our own cry of dereliction. The blood of the suffering Son is the blood that sets us free from our self-harm into the life-giving liberty of the children of God. Oh God, we pray with the psalmist and with Jesus, do not be far off. You alone are our help. Come quickly to our aid. Deliver our souls from the sword, our lives which are precious in your sight from the power of the dog. Save us from the mouth of the prowling lion who is seeking to devour us. We pray this in the name of your suffering son. Amen.
suffering and death and violence and hate to redeem us for our sake. He came to proclaim the praises of God in the congregation of the redeemed. And now even within these days of affliction, even in these days we wait for the Christ of Psalm 2. We eat and are satisfied on the bread of life. Our hearts live forever by his love which he has poured out
our benediction from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Our lives are hidden with Christ, and Christ is hidden with God. And all that we lose is saved in him. So we can lament in hope that everything that has been lost is given back to us in Christ. So know that no matter what comes in this life, the Lord keeps you. He is the shade on your right hand. He is the one that loves us. So God loves you, Calvary. I love you too. Have a great rest of this week. We're not people up front. We'd love to pray with you. So if you want some prayer, you come on up front. We'll pray with you.